Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by Tina Davis. Good morning, good morning, good morning. (laughs) I just want to say I am so honored um, to serve in this house with Diane and Ken, our senior pastors, Joy and Daniel, and our freedom pastor, Angela. They love God so much, and they make it a top priority to love you well. Yeah, so (laughs) I am just um, so honored to be running with them and to be a part of Awaken Life Church. And I also want to say I'm so thankful for all of you here. You guys are amazing lovers of God. Amazing lovers of God. And it's just an honor. It's such an honor to be up here. I want to thank you guys and uh, give you a quick testimony. Um, We were able to raise the money for the beds for the children in Nigeria. So thank you, thank you so much, and praise God, praise God, we're sending that check, and uh, those beds will be there for the beginning of the school year, so praise God. When I actually made the appeal, I had done the math wrong in my head, (laughs) and in my head, it was $2,000 less than I thought it was going to be. But God was so faithful. (laughs) He knew how much we needed. And he brought in the finances. (laughs) So I'm so thankful for that. (laughs) And then, um, so thankful for Jill's prayer this morning. It's on my heart um, to remind everybody of the beautiful miracle that we had a few weeks back where the fragrance of the Lord was just dispersed in our midst and his presence was so tangible. And he interrupted our service with all of this glory. And he, (laughs) it was just such a wonderful time. He just interrupted all our plans and said, you know, I'm going to do service today. And in staff, everybody was rejoicing. They were like, we prayed for that. We prayed for that. And it was so good. It was so good. And um, in the middle of it, Pastor Joy is like playing on the piano. And she's like, I think we need to hear from Pastor Tina. And I'm sitting back. And right before she said that, I'm like thinking, if Pastor Joy called me up there, what would I say? (laughs) And then, and then I'm running down the aisle, and I'm thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> and I get up here, and just uh, joy of the Lord hit so strongly, and um, God put it on my heart that he was setting our gaze upon him. And sometimes those simple things, when they're from the Lord... <laughs> They're very simple, but they're very profound. And we need to chew on them for a while. 
So I just want to rejoice and celebrate that miracle for a minute and how God is just blessing us, blessing us, blessing us with his beauty and his tangible presence and his glory and his love. And I could go on for all of eternity and not <laughs> give expression to all that he's doing in each one of our lives. So a few uh, weeks back, around that time, I'm not sure of the exact Sunday, we were back in the prayer room, and um, we often, the Lord often surprises us back there and, and just releases uh, just ecstatic joy over us in the prayer room. And it was one of those times, and we're back there having fun, and it's, we're yucking it up. <laughs> but when it's a spiritual um, joy, there's so much happening, and, and God is strengthening us. He's pouring in the strength that we need, um, and so many other things. Joy is Jesus on you. <laughs> That's what joy is. So um, I was, you know, having fun, and I released this prayer, and it was, it was, God, I declare that Awaken Life Church is a miracle factory. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was just caught up in the joy, and I felt, like, impressed to say that. Really simple prayer. And I just released it back there, and we just went on with all of the other declarations and things we were doing. So um, we had a revival group Wednesday night. I love you, revival groupers. <laughs> and um, Thursday morning I woke up, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing with the Lord and reading the scripture that he directs me to. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, hmm, this, this seems like a message. Um, wow. This would be, might be a good, you know, thing to bring to Revival Group. Not like, you know, just to talk about at Revival Group. And, you know, it, it wasn't like, I just was reading it, and he was highlighting some things to me a little more than normal. And then later in the day, he reminded me of that simple prayer. <laughs> Lord, I declare that Awaken Life Church is a miracle factory. <laughs> so that's the genesis of this word <laughs> that I want to present to you today. And the focus is, of course, the miracle working power of God. We, as God's children, are meant to walk in the miracle working power of God, right? Um, and part of doing that is understanding our authority, our authority in Christ, so uh, an emphasis of this word is walking in authority. 
we must recognize and use our authority in the natural realm because it is the authority that is given to us as sons and daughters of the Most High God. When we believe, we act on faith, the faith given to us, and we receive the fullness of the promises. John 6.29 says, Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent. So I have a real desire in my own personal life to just upgrade my beliefs, right? I, you know, we know the Bible. We interact with Jesus on a daily basis. But to be honest, sometimes when it comes right down to doing the thing, I get a little uncomfortable. And I hold back a little bit. And the result of that is delayed gratification. <laughs> My delayed gratification and the delayed gratification of Jesus. Because he's all about it. He's all about miracles. He's all about stepping out through us and showing off his glory. So, Father, we just ask you right now, God, we ask you for an upgrade in our beliefs, God. We ask, God, that you would just show us the little foxes that would steal your glory, that would steal the dispensing of it, God. We just thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are so for us. You're so kind to us. And you have all of those boxes on the train <laughs> ready to pass out, God. And we, we graciously, we receive what you have for us today. We say yes and amen to your heart for us, God. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh <laughs> with more of you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So prayer, prayer increases our faith right? Prayer, um, in the Greek, prayer is made up of two words, and one is to exchange, and the other is wishes. So when we pray, we are actually exchanging our wishes for God's wishes. That happens, that's a dynamic that occurs in the place of prayer, so when we're spending time and we're just hanging out with God, what he does is he pours into us his wishes. Awaken Life Church is a miracle factory. <laughs> and, and then we have the opportunity when we hear that, when we hear that in prayer, instantly he compliments it with faith. He just 
inbursts the faith inside of us. And believing comes when we are persuaded by his voice and the faith that he's deposited in our hearts. So it's really great to spend time in the secret place of prayer. That's primarily what Jesus did. He spent time with the Father, right? And then when he went out into the general population to do ministry, the power and the glory and the answers were already resident inside of him. So it's important <laughs> that we just set our hearts to hear God's heart when we're in prayer and to receive his love because that's, that's also the mo one of the most important things. Jesus is all about loving people. <laughs> He's all about loving people. And so it's important for us that our hearts are just postured toward love. So I want to take a look at Mark chapter 5, and in beginning in verse 21. And... Um, I'm going to read um, the scriptures to you, and this is a passage about two miracles, uh, healing, healing miracles, and um, resurrection life miracles. And see, we say, yes and amen, God. We receive healing miracles in the house today and miracles of resurrection life. Verse 21. After Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then, a man saw that it was Jesus, so he pushed through the crowd and threw himself down at his feet. His name was Jairus, a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue. He pleaded with Jesus, saying over and over, Please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death, and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay your hands on her and heal her, and she will live. Immediately, Jesus went with them, and the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. Now, in the crowd that day, there was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all that she had on their treatments, she was getting worse instead of better. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. shawl. <laughs> For she kept saying in herself, if I touch even his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body was instantly being healed of her disease. Now, the, the genesis of the prayer shawl is from Numbers chapter 15. 
and the Lord had instructed Moses to create a prayer shawl. And in the corners of the prayer shawl, there were um, blue threads that passed through the tassels. And this is what the woman grabbed onto. And it's interesting because what does that mean for us today? It means that we need to grab on to heaven. We need to fix our gaze on heaven, on Jesus, right? We need to press in and grab it by faith. We need to be focused on heaven to live the life that Jesus intended for us to live. Because when we're focused on earth, we're not thinking about, oh, this person needs a miracle, or this person needs resurrection life, right? We're thinking about all of the things in front of us. So it's a really um, precious thing for the Lord to do to call our attention to heaven in the midst of a miracle. He's teaching us something here. He's teaching us how to function in the miraculous. All right. We're going to continue on in verse 30. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through him from someone to be healed. I love this in the Passion Translation because it acknowledges that there was power that always surged around Jesus. There are a couple other, like when the the guards came to get him in the garden and he stood up and he said, I am he, and they just all fell over, you know? <laughs> and then they had to get up and carry him off, but um, he went willingly. We know that they couldn't take him unless, you know, it was the Father's will. But I love here um, that it's expressed in words. I just, I just love the clarity of that. Um, we understand that his disciples, like, they followed him. They left everything because of his presence and just followed him. But I love that it actually states it here in words. And so, moving on, he turned and spoke to the crowd saying, Who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, What do you mean, who touched you? Look at this crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd looking for the one who had touched him for healing. When the woman who had experienced the miracle realized what happened to her, she came before him trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. She told him her story and what had just happened. She was faithful to bring the testimony. Then Jesus said to her, daughter, because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Father God, we just ask you just to impart to us more grace to dare to believe 
all that you have provided for us. And before he had finished speaking, people arrived from Jairus' house and pushed through the crowd to give Jairus the news. There's no need to trouble the master any longer. Your daughter has died. But Jesus refused to listen to what they told and said to the Jewish official, Don't yield to fear. Don't yield to fear. When you're in the midst of something... <laughs> don't yield to fear. Doesn't matter what it looks like, what they said. Don't yield to fear. All you need to do is keep on believing. So they left for his home, but Jesus didn't allow anyone to go with them except Peter and the two brothers, Jacob and John. Jesus is training them. He's showing them how it's done. When they arrived at the home of the synagogue ruler, they encountered a noisy uproar among the people, for they were all weeping and wailing. Upon entering the home, Jesus said to them, Why all this grief and weeping? Don't you know the girl is not dead, but merely asleep? Then everyone began to ridicule and make fun of him, but he threw them all outside. He used his authority in that moment. It's, it's, <laughs> um, it's interesting because it would be the same. The same word is used to cast out a demon. Um, I'm sure he was polite. You know, he never returned ridicule for ridicule. But he did usher them out. So... Jesus was not going to focus on what was occurring in the natural. Even though it had multiplied with all of these other people wailing. So he took command of the situation. And then he, in the process of doing that, he shifted the atmosphere. He shifted the atmosphere. He changed it up. He changed it up with his declaration. So he used his authority to silence the voice of opposition, which caused a shift in the atmosphere. Now the atmosphere of heaven was invading the natural realm. Love has arrived. Life is being given. Love has arrived. Life is being given. That's the miraculous. The miraculous occurs when love arrives and life is given. Then he took the child's father and mother and his three disciples and went into the room where the girl was lying. He tenderly this is the expression of love. He tenderly clasped the child's hand in his and said to her in Aramaic, Talitha Ka'um, which means, little girl, wake up from sleep, the sleep of death. Instantly, the 12-year-old girl sat up, stood to her feet, and started walking around the room. 
everyone was overcome with astonishment and seeing this miracle. Jesus had them bring her something to eat, and he cautioned them repeatedly that they were to tell no one what had happened. Now, of course, you can't keep a miracle like this quiet. And um, some people believe that he was protecting them from going to perhaps the religious leaders of the day who would not encourage them or celebrate what had happened. You know, he was protecting them from spiritual abuse, which Vince so brilliantly spoke about last week. Another interesting point is Talitha is made up of the root word talit, which means, which is the name of the prayer shawl. So he's like reinforcing this, this value for prayer and for focusing on heaven and ushering in the miraculous, ushering in resurrection life. Another um, interesting point is that the woman suffered for 12 years with the issue of blood. And the girl was 12 years old. So the number 12 is prominent. It's prominent in the story. So it's like, what's up with that? So <laughs> a, possible, a possible conclusion. <laughs> 12 is the number for kingdom government, unity, and the apostolic. Miracles reveal a functioning kingdom government, bring unity, and transform culture. The word apostle is a word, it's actually a Greek word, or a Roman word, one of the two. <laughs> and that's what they would call the people who, when they overtook a region or territory, they'd send these people in, these apostles in, to bring the culture of Rome to the region. So miracles bring the culture of heaven to a region. Awaken Life Church's vision statement. To awaken and empower God's church to impact our culture. Connecting people to God's love, grace, and their true identity in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vision. That's the vision we all swim under. <laughs> When people are encountering the miraculous by being healed and receiving resurrection life, the kingdom is functioning in a way that the Father intends for it to function in the earth. As the body of Christ, we partner with Jesus, who is the head of the body. Jesus is the head of the body. 
to usher in the miraculous. So we're partnering with Jesus to usher in the miraculous. There is always power emanating from Jesus, but believing faith grabs onto it, appropriates it to confront that which was costly, impossible, and produced suffering in the natural. Unbelief limits our ability to receive the kingdom of heaven. You know, there are two things that amazed Jesus in the scriptures. Um, one was the unbelief he experienced in his hometown of Nazareth. The scriptures tell us that the unbelief there was so strong that he could only do a few healings by laying his hands on people. He wasn't able to do any great miracles. Wow. <laughs> no wonder. He was amazed. <laughs> and then the other place where he was amazed was um, the centurion um, captain, the Roman captain, who um, said, you know, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. So Jesus is amazed by the two spectrums of faith or faithlessness. I want to be on the, <laughs> I want to be amazing in the faith <laughs> that um, I express to the Lord. Fear comes to steal the manifestation of heaven in our lives, right? Comes to steal. Fear comes to steal. Fear's not your friend. <laughs> he told Jairus, don't yield to fear. Only believe. Don't yield to fear. Only believe The woman with the issue of blood expressed faith that understands divine safety and well-being far outweighs the fear that constrains us to the natural realm. Right? She was unclean, and she took great risk to go out in public that day and touch Jesus. Miracles require risk. As faith-filled people, we are focused on the resources of heaven and understand what we need is available to us. We exercise our faith by trusting in Jesus, the faithful one, to secure the miracle. When we have faith and confidence in his steadfast love, it touches him. We get to touch Jesus when we have faith and confidence and his steadfast love touches his heart. And then he acknowledges our touch. So as we're learning to set our gaze on the promised one and receive the fullness of his promises manifested in our lives, um, I just want to segue and take a second to look at another miracle briefly. 
Um, and it was a miracle of the loaves and the fishes, uh, the one where they fed 5,000. So um, Jesus looked at the disciples and he said, you feed them. And they, their retort was, you want us to go and buy food to feed 5,000 people? <laughs> That would cost a fortune. <laughs> so then he showed them. He showed them how it was done. He looked up to heaven. He looked up to heaven, set his gaze on heaven. He gave thanks. He gave thanks. And then he started distributing the miracle. And they turned up with 12 extra baskets of food. Could it be that we have more access to kingdom provision than we believe? <laughs> what was the message of the miracle of the loaves and fishes? Jesus had the power to meet every need. The disciples carried the power with them the loaves and the fish multiplied in the disciples' hands. All right. So I want to give you a few quick keys to walking in kingdom authority. Number one, prayer. We talked about prayer earlier. Number two, giving thanks. A thankful heart receives insight into kingdom activity. Psalm 100, verse 4, you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Yeah. Number three, knowing what you've been given and displaying dispersing it, dispersing the blessing. Number four, being submitted to King Jesus. Be mindful to inquire, what's on your heart, Lord? What's on your heart, Lord? Number five, be teachable. Be teachable. Mark 4.24 then he said to them, be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. Faith comes by hearing. <laughs> For as you do, more understanding will be given to you. And according to your longing to understand, much more will be added to you. For those who listen with open hearts... With open hearts, God, give us the grace to listen with open hearts, to set our affection on you. We'll receive more revelation, but those who don't listen with open hearts will lose whatever they think they have. That's, um, Jesus said that. <clears throat> Number five, 
resist fear. We talked about how Jesus told Jairus, resist fear. Don't yield to fear. The world system is fueled by fear. The kingdom of God is fueled by faith. Amen? Believe. Remember, Jesus told Jairus, all you need to do is keep on believing. The name Jairus um, means bright and shining light. You are the bright and shining lights when you bring healing and resurrection life to the world. Amen. So sometimes um, when we see Jesus operating in this manner, we feel a disconnect. We're like, he's God. We're people. <laughs> I don't know about you, but me, I feel that. Um, but he's, he's transformed us. He's transformed us into being his sons and daughters. And we have the capacity to walk in the things that he walked in. That's actually his desire for us. He was our model. He modeled life in the spirit for us. He modeled it. He didn't model it for us to just look and say, oh, praise you, which, of course, he initiates all of the things. He's the head of the body. But we're the body. Now, he wants to function through us by the Holy Spirit in the earth just as he functioned. So, Remember the phrase, the power that always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed? So I want to challenge you today <laughs> to believe for that power to surge around you and pass through you, that people might be healed, that they might receive the king, resurrection life, and be citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Acts 5.15 shows us that this power is available. It's available to us. It says, in fact, when people knew Peter was going to walk by, they carried the sick out into the streets and laid them down on cots and mats, knowing the incredible power emanating from him would overshadow them and heal them. Great numbers of people swarmed into Jerusalem from nearby villages. They brought with them the sick and those troubled by demons, and everyone was healed. Let's believe for an upgrade. Let's believe for an upgrade. Yeah. So I feel like um, it's on God's heart today to activate, um, to activate us in the gift of the working of miracles. Amen? Amen? So um, if you are interested in receiving that gift and 
functioning in it. Um, if you could just stand up. I'm standing, I'm standing. <laughs> thank you, Father. We just thank you for your heart to make Awaken Life Church a miracle factory, God. We thank you for your heart of love for Phoenix and wherever your will may take us, God. We thank you, Father, for the awesome privilege to partner with you in the working of miracles, including healing and resurrection life. And we just receive, Lord God. We receive the Father's will into our hearts, into our lives. And, <laughs> and we ask you for more and more grace, God, just to walk it out, to walk it out, to walk it out as you intend, God. We thank you. And we praise you, and we worship you, and we say yes and amen. Yes and amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Help us to keep our hearts and open to you, God, and help us to cherish the things that you speak to us, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank everybody for being here and release you into your week with, with joy. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Kingdom joy, peace, and just the blessing of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your blessing, that your blessings chase us down and follow us wherever we go. We love you, we praise you, and we worship you. And we thank you, Father, for the gift of the working of miracles being made manifest in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm.